0: Welcome to the Sports <laughs> Society Podcast.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Sports Society Podcast, a podcast about everything sport. That's right, you heard it, number two. Oh yeah, we're back. My name is Dan and joining me, we have Chris Ads and Josh, how are we feeling about the second episode, lads?
0: Excited,
2: fantastic, yeah, mate. good mate, Can't excited. Wait.
1: Good stuff. All right, should we uh, shall we get straight into it? The FA
0: Cup. I think we start. I think Man. we start with Ika uh, Gundogan. 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 Gundogan, mate, what a player oh, okay. he is. Gundogan, two volleys, two volleys, and like you would have thought that teams would have figured it out by now because he's been doing it all season. You need to need to shut him down. Yeah, fastest goal in FA Cup history.
1: It was. And did you know it was the first ever Manchester Derby FA Cup final? Was it? Yeah. It was. Going into the game, head to head record for the two teams, Man City have sixteen wins, Man United fourteen wins, and there's four draws. So on paper, that game quite even was was meant to be quite even, but how did you
0: view it? It was an even game to be fair. Like two one to City two volleys, One of the, the second volley by Gundogan could have easily been blocked. It wasn't even a great volley, to be honest. But I feel like Man City dominated the game. Man United didn't really have much in defence
2: for me. Like Luke Shaw looked static half the time. It's funny. Yeah, go on, Josh. Go on, Josh. It's funny you say that, mate, because, like, I watched that game and, and you boys know that I've got a strong love for the game now. It's developed over a few years. And I was impressed with United, like the fact that they only had 40% of possession, but they had th- they had two more shots on goal. They they just dare, like they're just daring. They they don't care. They're almost willing to be opened up on the counter, but they will have a shot at every opportunity. So you look at 13 shots on goal versus City's 11, given that it was a 60-40 possession in City's favour. Man United are impressive. I, I actually really like what... Um, their manager's doing. Is it Tan hag? i never say it correctly. Um, and I think too, just based off watching it, how underrated it is KDB? I think De Bruyne is City's best player. He is a freak. He's not underrated though. No, he's definitely, definitely not, not, not underrated. underrated. Does, does he get spoken? When you hear City, all I hear about is Ruben Diaz. I hear about Haaland. I hear about Gundogan. I hear about all these players, but very rarely do I hear KDB's name being brought up in the same echelon as
3: why, those. why is he not underrated? Why? Just just fill me in a little bit. Well, just going off what Josh said, he's always
0: talked about in, in the media in England. So, he's always been up there. Everyone knows how good he is. Like,
3: so, he's a bit of, bit of a fan favourite.
0: He's quality, yeah. Say. He started off at Chelsea. Yeah. He got sold by Mourinho to Wolfsburg. Then City bought him and he's just been unreal since. Like, he's just... I think Thierry Henry said it. He's like got such a great football in mind that it's just so obvious to see how good he is at football. He thinks of things, you know, a couple of steps before anyone else would would even think about it. I think in that uh, Champions League semi final against Real Madrid, he did this flick to Haaland that they scored from, and it was just is honestly is magical. Some of the stuff he does, he's definitely not an underrated player.
2: But how, how's the synergy between him and, and his, his forwards though? Like um, that I'm going to say his name wrong again. That Gundogan, that, that second goal it was a average volley. Mm. He still it still made it, but it was average. But how was was De Bruyne's smart to not avoid the temptation to cross it into Haaland and actually pick out an open player in space? Perfect, perfect cross. It just I was I was I was admiring his his work. He's an absolute mm. machine. Well that's that's
1: why for me I think he's he's the main man in the midfield. He looks for those passes. He doesn't just like you said just just get the, the ball into the box for the, the tallest player which happens to be Haaland. You know, like he like I say, he looks for that space. Yeah. He's always involved in City's sort of goal build
0: up, you yeah. know? But Gundogan, like I said earlier, has been on the edge of that box all season, just been coming in late. Like the front Lampard role at Chelsea, coming in late into the box, you know, passing it into the net, volleys. He's been he's been quality, and he's Pep's first signing at City as well.
1: Isn't he the only player left from the initial takeover? On the signing,
2: yeah, I'm not sure
0: about that. Probably,
2: I think you summed it up perfectly, Chrissy. Though I think the best way to describe De Bruyne is quality. I don't. He's not. He's not the type of player that. You notice 24-7 in a game, but he's just quality. Everything he does, you feel like something good's going to happen.
3: He comes up in the right times. Yeah. 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 The whole team's like that, though, from start to
0: finish. You Mm. know, Rodri, De Bruyne, Gundogan, Haaland, Grealish has even stepped up second part of this year. Like, they're all just unreal talents. So, and look, they're on for the treble. So... It's, it's on now, isn't it? They've only got one game to P- go, prediction. and they've got the treble. Prediction
1: for that? Oh. Do you reckon they'll get the job done? Yeah, or...
0: I was going to put a bet on it. Um, put that put that uh, money that I won today off the the Man City Man United game <laughs> on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to beat Inter Milan. Don't think anyone can can uh, contest with City at the minute. No, nah, I think it'll be a dominant display by City. That's
2: where's it being played? I don't
0: know, actually,
2: I'm not sure. Because that that'd be telling too, wouldn't it? it? It's never played in the same country as as the team, two teams that are playing. Is that right, or it can be? Is it? No, yeah, Is no, free? it's set. It's set before. So if they had a set at the Eddie at the had right ten years ago, yeah, it doesn't matter that Man City City's made it. If it's been set at the Eddie had, it happens. It plays at the end, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. How good's the atmosphere of a of a Champions League final? Too, I don't reckon there's anything. Who was it? The, the two EPL teams that played in it was it Liverpool. Who did they play? And at? Tottenham. Oh, that was the worst Champions League final. Ever. But the atmosphere at the start was amazing.
1: At the start it was yeah, but shame about the game. I'm not going to speak.
2: We won't talk about, about that.
1: Tottenham. No, because that's it's rubbish. <laughs> mm. So yeah, you watched the rubbish.
2: whole? You watched the whole game, Chrissy and Dan, the whole um, FA Cup final. Or, um,
0: yeah. Or I actually didn't. I watched the extended highlights. Couldn't get couldn't get it live for some reason.
2: Do you think I'm going to say his name wrong? Do you think Gennaro cost Man City? I uh, sorry, Man United. Firstly, an equaliser, and secondly, the chance to to win. With the fact that he didn't cross that ball in the 91st minute, he tried to do it all himself.
0: And oh, when, when he went for the shot, yeah, yeah he could have passed it, but. I mean, when you're in that situation, I think you're just going to go for Gloria and you want to be the hero, last minute, equaliser or, yeah. I wouldn't put it past him to to go for goal again if he was in that
2: situation. But going back to that class, class, if that was De Bruyne, if that was Gundogan, do you reckon they go for it or do you reckon they pick out their teammate? Because they seem to play better as a team Man City.
0: Yeah, but he's young, isn't he, Ganaccio? He's only like tw- yeah. 19, 20 years old. Like He's got a lot to learn. De Bruyne wasn't all that at that age. Like he's late twenties yeah. now, so that's the player he's going to probably be in a in a few years time. So I've, I do like that Ganacho. Um I was watching him; he, he looks like a real exciting player. But for me, Man United just lacked that striker. For me, they need a striker, just like most teams. But you know, how many Hallands are there in the world? Yeah, true.
1: I don't think I didn't think Rashford had a good game either. Can we just conclude that the last three games? Of the Prem? Yeah, I mean, last I say last three games. The, the, the three teams that were battling for survival yeah. being Leeds, Leicester and Everton. Yeah. Now, the first game I'll, I'll touch on is Leeds and Tottenham. I think the only way, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, the only way Leeds could have survived is if Leicester and Everton both lost. No, sorry, sorry, that was Leicester. The only way Leicester could have survived is if Leeds won and Everton won, and I don't think Leeds were ever going to beat Tottenham. Well, you don't know. Well, they conceded in the second minute. Yeah. That just destroyed their hopes of survival. Yeah. Their confidence. Um, yeah, it just it just went it just went to pot. Yeah. Um, they conceded again, two two nil down. Um. They they managed to claw one back, but I think it was merely consolation more than anything else they were just chasing um, it the whole game trying to catch chasing up chasing the tails yeah yeah, catch up for you yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Lucas Moira though did anyone see that goal for his last goal at Tottenham because he's obviously leaving in the summer um, just dribbled for about four players and then just stuck the ball in the back of the net as you do nice and casual
0: but then he's, he's a good um, player but game before or a couple of games before against Liverpool he basically handed Liverpool the win didn't he Passed it back and then, yeah, yeah so it swings him around about something. Yeah. Um, sorry,
1: correction it was Leeds. The only way Leeds could have stayed up is if Leicester and Everton yeah. both lost.
2: Um, has to be said though, the highlight of that last round of the EPL I don't know if you've been getting on TikTok, but it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So, West Ham supporters, right, make the trip out, okay, Leicester, Leicester are up 1 0 or whatever it was, and West Ham fans start screaming and chanting because they made it out as if Bournemouth, um, was it Bournemouth? No, as if, yeah, as if Bournemouth had scored. So Leicester were thinking that they were going to be safe because Bournemouth had hit the front against Everton. Mm-hmm. So all the, all the uh, Leicester fans are going up screaming, shouting, and then West Ham fans just yell out, I won't reiterate what they said, but basically just ha ha sucked in. And then you see the yeah. Leicester crowd drop, and then twenty minutes later, the West Ham fans do it again, oh, and the Ham fans go. It is mad. It's so, so destroying, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that the Leicester West Ham game that that was a good game. One 0 up after the thirty fourth yeah. minute. So, um, I think it was the Everton fans. You see them when when Leicester actually scored. The the Everton fans, head in hands, thinking they were going to go down. You um, got a
0: good team and Leicester. then
1: they do, but this season nothing. No. I don't think they're really. It they was not impressive, considering they won the league how many years ago? Six years, seven years ago. Six, six years ago. Um, then Decoré, his absolute worldy. Oh, yeah. outside the box in the fifty seventh yeah. minute. Wow.
2: That's wow, what an
1: electric atmosphere as well.
2: How um, how exciting! Like I know you boys talk about the afl relegation it's not going to happen so we we don't need to talk about that but in terms of premier league and relegation Mm -hmm. like how exciting is it that you can have potentially three teams four teams five teams fighting for a, a euro spot and then at the other end you've got four or five teams fighting for the chance to either stay up or they get relegated like there's never a boring round, is there in the, in the Premier League? Oh no,
1: absolutely not. And like you say, with the, the with the relegation, you, you watch you watch back that Everton goal. It was like they won the league, mm-hmm. and they just they were they were safe from relegation. Just stayed up. And it's, for me, the the top of the table is just
0: as exciting as the as the bottom. You know, or the bottom is just as exciting as the top. I should say, but you know that's what it means to teams to stay in the Premier League. It's, it's, it's the best yeah. league in the world, so. It's top but, flight on it, but I say Southampton, leads Leicester, all
1: down. How do you think they'll fare in the, the championship next year? The
0: championship looks stacked. Do you see yeah. the teams in the championship next year? Like that looks like a more competitive league than the Premier League. Because obviously you're gonna have Man City and everyone running away with it, but that championship looks intense. That looks like it's gonna it's, be a really hard league to get out of now. It's a it's a good league, that.
2: Am I not the only one that thinks so? That the parachute payments that the relegated clubs get's wrong.
0: Yeah. Oh, they get like $150 million. I mean, Like for the for the team, it's, it's so wrong. It's wrong.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. It's wrong. I can't. I don't agree
0: it. with it. Well, yeah, you get relegated.
2: Yeah, you, you should get, shouldn't get, get money. million dollars for being average. Yeah. Like true, correct. Like Leicester are, have been disgraceful this year. There is no reason why they should be getting one hundred fifty million when Fulham, who and Brentford, who have finished. In the top ten don't even get 150 million from finishing in that position, so it's almost rewarding teams for being average. Yeah.
3: So why is that the case, Josh? Like, why are they rewarding teams? Because that just doesn't it's, make any it's sense like to me.
0: TV rights money and stuff like that. So they would lose out on so much money after not being in the Premier League. So they just get this. The Premier League gives out a parachute payment. From my understanding, I haven't really looked too much into it, but
3: yeah, it's. Undri- Pursuit is if... in like helping them get better, or like well, it's helping them get back up from.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah, it keeps that competition fiery, yeah. you know. So, with that being said, where do Leicester, Leeds, and Southampton finish next year in the Championship, Josh? What do you what do you reckon?
2: I, th- I think Leicester do a Fulham from two years ago. They absolutely dominate the Championship and and a safe. Halfway through the season, straight think, back up. I think they'll try and retain players. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine that they'll they'll be spending more than one year in the championship. I think
1: I think Southampton will come back up. I don't think Leeds will. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree. But who knows? You wanted to touch on uh, most successful clubs, Josh?
2: Yeah, I just um, we know we know I love a good stat. So Go biggest biggest disappointment has to has to be Leicester. So they've gone from finishing 8th last season, to 21-22, to 18th this season, so 22-23. They won 14 games last season, and they only won 9 this season. But the losses, they had, I think it was 22 or 23 losses this season compared to 14 last season. So they they just absolutely dropped, dropped the ball. Chrissy, who do you reckon I'm going to say for biggest improvement, mate?
0: Um, well, I'd say Brighton or Brentford. Oh, Fulham, nah. No chance. Right. So, right. No chance.
2: Last time we were in the... Play, oh, that's to say we Villa. Won five last, well, Villa finished 14th last year, but they only won seven more games than they, they did. So, this year, they only won seven more games than last year. We, being Fulham, won 11 more games this time around than what we did the last time we were in the... Well, the one
0: team that has done the best is Newcastle. Because where were they last year? They got bought um, out, though. Oh, still.
1: Do, can you Can you still put them in the same boat? they got millions and millions of pounds. Nah, I, I'd, I do agree with Josh more. But speaking of Villa, Aston Villa, they've qualified for Europa Conference spot. That's their highest finish in 13 years. Seventh, they finished.
2: Yeah, but I think with these teams, though, mate, like, every, everyone's always banging on about your big clubs, right? And I, I do count Newcastle as a big club. But when you look at... Brighton, Brighton finished ninth last season. They finished sixth this season, so they've only climbed up three positions. Right, Newcastle have climbed up eight positions or seven positions, sorry, but they've only won six more games this season than they did last season. Villa have climbed up seven. Fulham have climbed up eleven spots. They went from first to the Championship to tenth in the Premier League. Like that's a huge climb. And nice I know climb. you know I love my whites, but I think you can't look past that and think as a biggest improver, not best team or or biggest surprise, I'm just saying biggest improver, the team that's improved the most?
1: For me, I think Brentford. Their highest finish in 85 years. Ninth. That's
3: impressive for me. I was going to touch on Brentford as well. Like you said, Dan, highest finish in 85 years. Um, finished the league with plus 12 goal difference. 75% pass overall accuracy. And they were the, actually the only team to beat Man City home and away as well. So I've done a bit of research on Wow, Brentford. that's a that's a huge stat. Home and yeah. away from Man City. Yeah.
0: Look at the Aussies coming in with the so, stats. So
1: yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you, Ads Brentford. I think Brentford's oh, the Brentford most successful team. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Speaking of Kane though, does he leave Tottenham this summer? I know we touched on it last week, but he has to, doesn't he? He has He's to go.
2: Gone. He's gone.
1: He's so, already he gone, now. mate. He's already packed his bags. I read this week that Newcastle might be targeting him along with along with Neymar Ooh. their targets for Newcastle now I can't see them signing both well, mind you with their with their purse I guess they could
0: Ah, oh, easily
1: of course they could but then they it- fit in at Newcastle
2: does he look for a fresh start? Is there a chance that he, the MLS are going to throw some cash at him and get him across to the states? No, nah. because we know K- he's, he's too,
1: he's too no, good for the he's MLS. Like
2: I know I, the MLS is getting there, but they've got enough money though; they'd have enough money to offer nah, him, wouldn't they? He wouldn't go there to into to into Miami. Well, if they got David Beckham over there,
1: true, yeah, the um, big team
2: in in so, football worldwide. Then, yeah.
1: Spe- speaking of into Miami, um, Messi into Miami of. Have potentially got interest in Messi. With that being said, he has also been linked to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Al Hilal for an eye. Yeah, Al Hilal eye watering three hundred and fifty-four million pounds a year. Mm. And for the for
2: the, for the Aussies,
1: that's six hundred and seventy-six million dollars a yeah. year.
2: Th- this is my point with, with Kane. It's the same with Messi, right? Messi would have no reason to play for another team within France. right? I don't think Kane would gain anything from playing for another Premier League team. Money talks. So if you're saying to me, into miami or, or a Saudi Arabian team, come at Kane or Messi with this big money, they're not going to reject it.
1: But- no, I, I, I get it. I, I get I get what you're saying, Josh. But like with with the whole Ronaldo thing, when he went to Saudi, I just can't help but, not see that as a cop out. Mm.
0: I know, I know it's a lot of
1: money, right? And I know he's old, and he probably wants to wind down and play easier football. But at the end of the day, he's the world's best player. If you want to be the world's best, you, you've got to stay in those top leagues. Do
2: you reckon they can? I, can, they? Yeah, I
1: don't know. I can, I can see both sides of the coin there, but do you reckon? I, he... I, yeah, go. I don't want me personally. I, I don't want to see Messi
2: go to go to Saudi. That's it. That's the last we'll ever see of him. The sports lovers in us don't, but Chrissy, do you think that Messi or, or Kane are going to sit there and care if they're earning $25, $30 million a week? Do you think they're really going to care what the plebs down in Australia think of him? I'm, just, I'm being honest. Do you think they are really well, care? Well,
0: Ronaldo's is a good um, example of this, isn't he? Like He's over there earning coin, so why wouldn't Messi and Kane go there? They don't care about... like. Ronaldo came back to yeah to United to try and maybe win a league, maybe get into the Champions League. But when the money comes calling, mate, we, we would all go chasing the cash. And they're no different from us. They're just setting themselves up and their family up for the next 15 generations. I mean, they could always stay and play competitive football. When you go to Al-Halal, it would be easy league.
1: chill. Yeah, easy league for those sort of players. Loads yeah. of money. Beats out of the country, media, really? out of the spotlight. Yeah, like I said a minute ago, I can see both sides of the coin. I can see why they would go, not just for the money.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, it's I'd... easier football winding down before they retire.
2: And you're earning ten times more than what you would in another league. So it's oh. an easiest imagine that we get an option to, to work for ten times more money, knowing that it's going to be easier. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I agree. Really... I agree. I reckon you're tax you've gone.
2: free as well, so you're not paying tax either. <laughs> so I, I just, I don't know. I reckon Messi, well, Messi's gone, isn't he? Cause he's already told he's out of PSG. Yeah. yeah. He's gone. Yeah. So he's Does he gone. go back to Barcelona?
0: If they can afford him hundred percent, but they've, they've got their yeah. own financial difficulties at the minute. So
1: yeah, they do. When I think of Messi, I think of Barcelona. I so that's where he's left his legacy. Yeah. For me. Well, he's done nothing at PSG really. Just before we move on, I know it's only speculation at the moment. Um, the manager situation at Tottenham. Oh. Who do they go You've already for?
0: signed the guy from Celtic. Postacoglu. Yeah. We haven't signed him. I thought him. you did. No, no, no. It's speculation. Oh, the Melbourne boy. Posta Coglu. Yeah. But I,
1: but I'd i like to see Postacoglu at Spurs, being a Spurs fan. But if I was him, I would not come to Spurs because <laughs> he's just going to get sacked by the end of the year. No, Because Spurs are rubbish.
0: No manager in his calibre is going to turn down a a job like that. Like, Postacoglu's... In the Premier League. Yeah, Postacoglu's not going to go, oh, nah, join Spurs because they're crap.
1: Here's a question. Well, here's a question for you, Chris. Uh, Luis Enrique is also a target for Spurs. So, who do you reckon will do a better job, Postacoglu or Postacoglu
0: would probably do a better job, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know. I've I've, I've actually watched a bit because he actually, um, he's actually from Melbourne. So, he, uh, he used to play... Uh, for Middle Park or for St Kilda Celts, and he shouted them out when he did a press conference yeah. here when they played against Everton and I play for Middle Park so yeah I'm back in Posta all day
1: alright well staying on the ma- the managerial chat Pochettino is now at Chelsea been appointed at Chelsea how do you reckon they'll uh, they'll fare next season I don't know you reckon they'll pick
0: it up it's hard to say isn't it they've spent a lot of money they've got to get people out the door first so Mason Mount's leaving, you've got a load, to be honest, I was looking at their team and the players they've signed, they're all flops, like, Mudrick, his stats, yeah, he's got 12 goals in his whole career, 12 goals in his whole career and they've paid 80 million for for this dude, so, yeah, I would, I mean, I think it looks like Todd Bowley doesn't know what he's doing. And they have no type of structure when it comes to scouting players. They just seem to poach players from every other team that's going for, you know, these yeah. these guys. So, yeah, let them crack on. I don't I don't think they'll sort this out anytime soon. But Poch is a good manager, so yeah. Well, I, I reckon he'll get it sorted maybe in a year or two. Um, but yeah, that's if he lasts that long. You know what Chelsea are like. Yeah.
1: No, true, I agree. Um, I know Adam you are itching to get onto the NBA, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold you back for another another minute. You're all right. A, mate. question for, for all Chris. <laughs> um Liverpool, Milner, Firmino, Kata and oxlade Chamberlain are all leaving Liverpool in the summer. So how are they gonna go next year? They need to make some signings, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they
0: will. Um Carvalho's staying, they were gonna sell him. I think he's a good player, so yeah. What do you reckon uh, Josh, one of your old boys, isn't he?
2: I don't, I don't speak about Cavalier, mate. he, he, he dogged us. He's, yeah. I, don't, I don't mention that name. Fulham fans don't don't mention that name, so he can stay at Liverpool for all I care. The
1: sourness. Yeah. Josh happy. <laughs> they're,
2: they're having you heard. They're already trying to cut price one of a trade for Kenny Tete. So they're trying to they're trying to basically say to us that um, he's not worth what we're asking, mm. but then the the salary they're offering him doesn't doesn't really go in line with that, so they're already trying to to cut us off again. Can't yeah. stand the so yeah. All
3: right,
1: ads, go on.
3: righty. So I'm just going to touch base on Game Seven, Boston Heat, because I do want to talk about the final more. Um, what a game it was! You know, it was level as we know, three-three, and um, Jimmy Butler and his men got. The uh, Game 7 win, him himself, he scored 28 points and Caleb Martin had 26 with 10 rebounds. So the Apes seeded uh, Heat uh, rolling on and let's just jump into that final. Did anyone watch that final? I
0: watched both games, so I watched the Boston yeah, University I and
3: games. I watched the final.
0: What's,
3: what's your opinion on the final, the first, the game one?
0: At first, obviously, I'm not really into the... I'm getting into the NBA, but I wasn't into it before, but... Jokic was well quiet for the first two quarters. I didn't see him do like, anything the first two quarters. I like, took him quite a bit to get into the game. I thought Aaron Gordon played better than him first two quarters. First two quarters, I'd, I'd agree with you. But Jokic, twenty-seven points,
3: ten rebounds, fourteen assists. Yeah. In- well, it's a triple double at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. By yeah. the end of the game. I mean, yeah. he, he's he's first half. It's not his scoring and his rebounds. It's his assists that he's. Been doing in the first half, like it's the creating plays, it's his blocks. Yeah, you know you got Jamar Murray, twenty six points. Like he doesn't get twenty six points without you know Joker getting the rebounds and getting the assists, and um, you know allowing him like a free play. So you look at the Joker and go, he's the first quiet half, but without him on the team, mate, they they wouldn't be as dominant in the first half. He's he's a beast. They were, I believe, up by twelve. If someone can correct me,
1: so do. Do the oh. Nuggets lose if they don't have the Joker? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I but, believe so. So go, going into that game, Miami were paying four dollars, and the Nuggets a dollar twenty-six. So heavy, heavy favorites. But what I want you to break down for me, Eds, is yep. the Heat had thirty-nine three-point shots and scored thirteen of them. That's thirty-three percent, right? But what does that what does that say for the for the Nuggets' defense? it 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 was well
3: good. I would say but, that the defense was great mate like they're you know obviously thirty three percent for three pointers isn't the best percentage rate, so their defense for them to not you know create room for them to run to the basket is a tick you you have a look and I'd st-
1: the defense i'd 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 argue the toss i don't think it was great it it could definitely be better why do you believe it could be but, better because you you're still allowing them. Yeah, Those but, three point yeah, but
3: three-point shots. Yeah, you're allowing them three-point shots, but like we said earlier, 33% is in the good range. Yeah, but then that's that's what, what's problem. Yeah, exactly. So Nuggets are allowing them to shoot three-pointers due to them having a higher chance of missing. Yeah, so they're allowing them to shoot the three-pointers, getting the rebounds and getting the ball back instead of them, you know, instead of the Heat actually attacking the basket. Mm. So if the Heat's attacking the basket, yeah, they're like getting two pointers. But their percentage of actually scoring is higher, which results at the end of the game a higher team score. So if the Heat tighten up their accuracy, then. Well, I they think. They if... 39 three point shots and well, they win. Jimmy, Jimmy
0: Butler, where was Jimmy Butler in this game?
3: Like, yeah, he, he had a bit of a quiet game. Adebayo. He was, will bounce back. Adebayo was their player of the game. Yep, he was 100%. 26 points. Yeah. 13 rebounds, a double double, a nice double double two by Bam Bam. But, um, yeah, Jimmy Butler quiet. Very quiet. It's Jimmy Butler, mate. I, I expect him to bounce back. I expect him to get 30 points and um, he to have a stronger performance. Overall, it looked like the Nuggets were, you know, well and truly going to win game one. It never really looked tight. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I reckon Butler will bounce back. Has yeah. to.
2: So, uh, speak, speaking of Nuggets right, mate, yep. I've got a serious question for you. All right, nuggets are making me hungry. What's your honest honest opinion on the fact that tomorrow night, people that show up to to the game, whatever the game is, are going to have to slug $8 Australian for a hot dog? How much of a joke is that? What's what's your opinion on that?
3: It's like Australia as well, mate. Like anyone that's going to a sporting arena is bloody paying big bucks now and it's a joke. Eight bucks for a hot dog. Oh,
0: I beg to differ, boys. I went to Melbourne Ice last night and I paid
3: five dollars for a hot dog. Yeah, but you and your ten supporters that were with you are watching <laughs> the hockey, they they can't afford to put the price up. But eight. yeah, like I'll Josh said, eight have... bucks for a hot dog. That's a joke. That's, yeah,
2: five hundred bucks for a ticket to watch five grown men team on team bash into each other and <laughs> worry about scoring themselves, and then the. Get- <laughs> eight bucks for a hot dog up,
1: to go to the NBA. So Josh, are you gonna to go to the basketball?
2: I like it, but is it not the most honestly, Ads, is it not the most me, 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 selfish sport on the planet?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Sport. Yeah is
2: basketball all about the individual and not the team? It is, isn't it? Um yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't knock that. Obviously you have your individual stars in each team. They get a lot of the, you know, attention and all that, but um, yeah, you have hit the nail on the head there, mate. You can't really argue that.
2: Great game, though. Good spectacle to watch. Looking forward to It
3: is a great game. Hopefully it's a yeah. tighter series. What's your predictions anyway, guys, for the series? Do you reckon it'll go all seven games or? Nah. Nuggets. Nuggets? What you... Nuggets get the job done. Easy. With what game? Are I they think doing? Win. I get three
1: they... 3-0. Now four. So, you've got to win four. four. Yeah, yeah, four Four, out of seven. I think they win four. So, you clean sweep. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. Just dominant display. They came
0: top with the Western Conference. If if Jimmy Butler steps up next game and Adebayo has a game like he did the other day, I reckon it would be a lot tighter because, obviously, you had that um, Jamal Murray step up as well as uh, Djokic. That's what you need in a team. You need two players to step up. So if Jimmy Butler turns out, well,
3: you never know. In a team, you're going to have your five starting players that are all going to try and step up. It's more your bench players. If your bench players can come on and, you know, make an impact, that's the difference. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, obviously, yeah. your stars are stars. They're going, to, they're going to, you know, produce results and Butler's going to come and hit 30. Bam Bam's going to, you know, get his 10 rebounds. But, yeah, if they can get a bit more off the bench, you know, you get your, your Robertsons coming off Another one that had one from five three-pointers, if he hits five from five, you know, they end up winning the game, so... Well, yeah, there we go. Um, highlights of the week,
1: boys, or the highlight game of the week, the State of Origin. Please tell me it? we all watched that. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We well, watched it. So, just before we get into that game, Josh, I've got a question for you. So, ahead, ahead of the State of Origin, game one, Latrell Mitchell suffered a calf injury at training. Obviously... Couldn't play, ruled himself out, um, and there was speculation about Stephen Crichton taking his place. Now I was listening, listening to a few, few poddies this week, and the the confidence wasn't high for Stephen Crichton. I know he was the eighteenth man anyway, but Stephen Crichton is just another Panthers player in the team. That that reinforces the team. I know how good Mitchell is, but I wasn't worried for the Blues. I know they lost, but how do you see it, Josh?
2: Uh, mate, I think if you got a Ferrari, okay, or a Lamborghini, you can try and replace it with a BMW, but it's not going to be the same. Steve still scored. Crichton Steven scored. Crichton is a superstar. He did he have knows. a good
1: game. That link up, the, the kick from Cleary that allowed him to score, which which gave New South Wales the lead at the time I, th- I think. Um like I say, I don't I, I did not ever see Crichton replacing Mitchell being a problem.
2: See, I did. I Crichton's a star, but Mitchell's a free. There's yeah, just, he's good. There's just a point of difference. Mit, Luttrell Mitchell reads the game as if it was in slow motion. Right. Stephen Crichton, superstar. Don't don't get me wrong, but I don't. And I don't like Luttrell Mitchell as a player. But I would Why love not. Him. Because he annoys me because he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> he's so physically strong, yet he's so quick. He antagonizes, but he backs it up. So all the things I dislike about him, I would he, cr- love about him he, he creates
3: on. opportunities as well.
2: Yeah,
3: he yeah, he's just a diamond.
2: He's, he's everything. So he's a huge loss. In saying that, I think Stephen Crichton is a pretty handy replacement, but he's still a replacement. If if Latrell's fit, he gets he plays. Simple as that. Yeah. So there.
3: if Latrell plays, if he had a played, sorry. Would the result be different, Josh?
2: Yes, it would. No, nah,
3: nah, it wouldn't. Would have... No, nah, Queensland were just too strong, man. Like nah. Another
1: player that, that really impressed me is Tabuai Fidel. He scored first, giving Queensland the, uh, the 10-8 lead at half-time. So, yeah. no, nah, I know the game finished 26-18 to Queensland. I I thought it was a dominant display from Queensland, to be honest. And here's, here's something for 100%. you, Josh. Here's something for you, Josh. Um. In the first half, New South Wales had 53 tackles in the opposition half to Queensland's 13. What does that say?
2: It says that Queensland had a lot of ball, but New South Wales defence held up. And my counteractive question back to you would be, if they were able to make 53 tackles, right, in that in that defensive half, Queensland only score one try or two tries, New South Wales are right up until that game, until the last minute. So they clearly haven't played their best yet. They have pushed Queensland to the point where realistically, New South Wales were up to that right until the last 10 minutes. So Queensland are great. And I'm a Queensland man, you supporter, you know that. But I just think that they didn't dominate as much as people think. Statistically, New South Wales were probably the better team. Overall, mm, I, in a second, based just based on evidence, though, they were so they don't well, they all the key stats.
1: Well, firstly, before I firstly, um, the the sin bin from for Tom Flegler that that high tackle on Travojevic was it though?
2: Um, it's hard to say, mate. Because it's like the AFL, they're they're cracking down on any head high shots now. Do I agree with it. No, I don't.
1: It looked like he pulled out of that tackle, though. I don't, I don't think for me it wasn't a shoulder charge. Yeah, I think it was a shoulder but. charge because mm, he he lent in with I know his shoulder. You're a rugby man. Yeah, and I know I, I know what you're saying, but it, I thought it looked like he pulled out of that tackle. that nah, was that was a, that was so, a shoulder mm, charge. But with that with that being said, anyway, he got ten in the bin, but. So Queensland were behind with six minutes to go. Lindsay Collins, wow, what what a leap over the top of uh, mm. Tedesco there! Caught the ball, offload for Munster, bang straight Massive. over the line. Massive, being a man down as well. That that definitely the player of the match. I don't think 100%. you can argue with that. Hundred percent, that was unbelievable. And then Queensland just top it off with the second try from Tabai yeah
0: I just can't get over how many times it kicked off in the game. Like two minutes oh, in, the, it was
3: they were scrapping, the fiery passion, yeah, yeah. yeah but that's yeah. the state of origin for Mate, him. Loved it. Look out
2: for game, Look out for game two. So Reese Walsh, the Queensland fullback, at one point, which wow. Jerome Luai's a flog. So I wish I could do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: wow. Pulled his hair, but
2: Walsh pulled his hair and and uh. Jerome Law has said he can't wait for game two to get stuck in, so it'll be on early as well. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say,
3: do you reckon the blues bounce back? Obviously game two's up in Queensland. Surely they're bouncing mm. back.
1: That's nah, a- the Queensland home advantage, man.
3: <sighs> yeah, nah. but
2: you two nah. talk about atmosphere. So Origin I- atmosphere. That is nuts. Nah.
0: I think with Queensland's midfield, like well, when you say midfield, Cherry Evans, uh Walsh. And Munster, those guys, Walsh especially. I'm, he's so quick. Walsh.
1: So, in the pre, in the pre, yeah, Reese Walsh in the pre-game build-up, he was picked over Caelan Ponga. Was that yeah. the right decision, Josh?
2: One hundred percent. I think it's clearly Walsh evident it was
1: the right decision. He attacked the high ball, was tough in tackles, and he was just he was just there when Queensland needed him. You know, and he
0: went up for that high ball, and did he leave his leg in on? Um, oh, I can't remember who it was. Um, but he, he leapt for the ball and it looked like he deliberately stuck his foot out, which is why it all kicked off. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why Addo Carr think... came in and punched him whilst he was on the floor.
1: Addo Carr, that's another player I wanted to touch on. I thought we had a rubbish game. Mm. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. He didn't do anything for a player of his his quality. For
3: his colour, Underdone uh, yeah.
2: He's yeah. definitely down. Underdone and... D- d- this pair, the pair, that halves pairings in New South Wales were not great. Their kicking game wasn't great, and and that was to my next point. So I think, Chrissy, you were talking about the the key positions for um, Queensland and the playmakers. So when you look at the playmakers for Queensland, you've got Walsh versus Tedesco, right? You've got Walsh who is in it playing in an inform team, who is inform himself against Tedesco, who arguably the Roosters have been the most disappointing team of the year. So he's yeah. down in confidence. So Walsh wins that, right? Then you go to your halves pairing. Mm. Okay, you've got Munster at your 5'8 and Jerome Luai. Munster, creative, daring. lui daring, but plays plays the low, uh, the high percentages. And then you've got Cherry Evans and Cleary. So you've got a halves pairing in Queensland and a, and a fullback who will be daring. But the issue with Queensland is if those three are off, they're going to be knocking the ball on. They're going to be forward passing. They're going to be making error after error, where New South Wales are consistently good. So all it's going to take next game is for Queensland's halves caring to be off 1%, 2%, and New South Wales will dominate them. So I think that's where the two teams differ. Um and that's why I can't wait. That's why I love Origin because you've got yeah you've got blokes that, that make a name for themselves, but within an instant that could flip to a real negative as well.
0: Yeah, I mean Liam Martin okay. and Lowell stood out for me in New South Wales.
2: Yeah,
0: they were the best two players for, for New South Wales by by yeah. far. But then they missed. There was two missed tackles uh, for the Maroons try in the seventy third. So I think it was Ado Carr that missed uh, missed a tackle.
1: Was that for the final try? Right from from Fidel. Yeah, from
0: Fidel, Yeah.
1: So Fidel, he's he's usually a fullback, right? Billy Slater picked him over over the Queensland veteran Dan Gagai. Now Dan Gagai has twenty two origins under his belt, and Slater still picked Fidel. Wow, he
3: played well. Well, well, that's saying something, in? isn't it? Yeah.
1: Two two tries, and I know there was again there was speculation in the build up about the whole loyalty thing, and there was no Queensland loyalty, but. At the end of the day, they they got the job done. They were just too strong. Yeah,
2: Dan, I'm going to ask you some questions, mate. Right? Yep. Billy Slater, champion of which NRL club? The Storm. The Billy Storm. Billy Slater works. Anna boys. Billy Slater works part time at an AFL club, but also an NRL club, Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Did you not? I don't know if you boys have watched much Melbourne Storm over the years. I know Dan has. Did you not see a very much a Craig Ballamy, Melbourne Storm disciplined effect? Mm. Efficient side in Origin on Wednesday because I saw an Origin team playing like the Storm when we were dominant in yep. in the mid two thousand. It was be- Billy he will be the next Storm coach. I've got absolutely no doubt about that. Well, I, but it, in recent news though, um,
1: you've got Jason Riles is now is 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 at the Storm.
2: He is. Dunham, um, coach. He'll be the he'll be the coaching director, in my opinion. He'll be the senior coach. Ballyale will have one more year because you got to remember too. Billy's signed for Origin for Queensland until next year, so yeah, he'll coach next year for Origin. Yeah. Why do you think Bally Ballamy's only signed on for one year? Why Why did he leave this year? I, I don't know. Is he just is he just ready to to pack it in? Uh, well, if he was, I I thought he was going to be done this year, but he's gone on and signed for another year. So for me, that just says, let Billy see out his contract mm. with Queensland, get Jason Riles down. He can be your senior assistant, and he can help Billy. Yeah that's yeah. my opinion. I could be wrong, but I'm reading but if, the lines.
1: If Riles takes over as the successor to, to Bellamy, you reckon he'll do all right though?
2: 100 percent.
1: I, I think the target, like you say, would would be Slater, I and mean, then I think Stormer back up to there their dominant selves, you know, how they were a few years ago.
2: Yeah, 100%. And they're having another Ripper year, year this year. It's, it's unreal, isn't it, how they can just keep on keeping on. It's a great yeah. club support.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. Um, let's, let's, keep... let's, let's move on to the, uh, to the AFL, yeah? Let's see. Go on, let's... Um, Question for you, Ads. Before, yeah, before we dissect, before Josh goes off on a big tangent about how amazing Carlton are. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Good job. <laughs> the, the the suspension, Dane Orco.
3: Do you want to explain that to us? Yeah, well, Dane Zorko in trouble again and again and again, isn't he? Um, so, if for anyone that doesn't know what happened, um, Dane Zorko tackled Pedlar from Adelaide and shoved his head into the ground. And I would say almost, he didn't quite, but almost eye-gouged him. Um, pretty dirty act, to be fair. Very dirty. Um, and it, did he get one week, Dan? Yeah, uh, yeah, just the one. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Deserved the one week. Didn't eye gouge him, but not a good look for the game. And uh, yeah, Zorko being Zorko, you know how I am with him. But yeah, yeah, it's not a good look for the game. And I'm I'm happy that they've actually reported him. And I'm, I'm happy that Pedler actually got up, took his free kick and kicked the goal without it sparking off. Because you just don't need that in the game.
2: Almost eye-gouged him. I reckon Peddler's still got a bloody tattoo of, of Zorko's fingerprint in his eyeball, mate. That oh, was, 100%. That's eye-gouging like I've ever seen. I'm glad he got a week. I thought that was lenient too. I think oh, it's such a low act to, to eye-gouge someone. It's just – it doesn't even need to be done. It's not tough.
3: And honestly, if Pedler had of gave it to him, I'd back Peddler in because he's one scary person and Zorko's four foot ten. So,
2: mm.
3: Yeah. It would have been interesting, it would have been on. But credit, credit to Pedlar. Agreed. So Alright, now I'm just gonna wave the 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 red flag in front of Josh. Um, <laughs> again and um, again and again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Colton, Joshua, you went. I
1: did. <laughs> oh I god. Did. Go on,
2: dissect it. Mate, thirty nine inside fifties for a game of football is atrocious, right? Absolutely pathetic keeping in mind that we had three hundred and forty 330 disposals, right, to Melbourne's 378. So we only had 50 less disposals, right, but they got the ball in their forward 50, 20 more times than we did. Just absolutely horrific. We got dominated from stoppage clearances, so our midfield were hopeless. Contested ball, we got cleaned up. Uncontested ball, we got cleaned up. They had 50 more possessions than us, Ads. We yep. had... Ten less tackles, sorry, eleven less tackles. So, so how does that happen? Yeah, slow. We had nine marks mm. inside fifty to their fifteen. Um, turnovers, we had seventy-eight to their seventy-one. One percenters, <sighs> which is you spoiling, you shepherding. They had forty-five, we had forty-one. So they had the ball more than us. We also defend.
3: I touched on it last week, and I'm going to touch on it again. They just don't look hungry, Josh. They just they still just don't look interested.
2: Like they're hungry, mate. They're not good enough. They they are hungry. They're trying. Like they are having a crack those players. They're just, we're just not good enough. It's as simple as that. And Melbourne were average, but to their credit, they were average and they were still way too good for us. I it, think.
3: Yeah, it was an average game, but Melbourne still looked very dominant. I know the scoreboard was 17 points in the end, I believe, but. Yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, kind of, 61-44, that game finished. Yeah, 61-44. What, Melbourne looked dominant, apart from a little bit of a scare, maybe five to six minutes in the last quarter. You know, you guys were coming with steam, but yeah, overall, so with Carlton are really hard to watch this year.
1: So, and again,
3: I'll follow on from
1: that. With nine minutes to go, Carlton were 59-43 down. Josh, why did Mackay choose to kick a, across his body instead of the drop punt? Why would you do that,
2: mate? I'll put you. I'll take you back to your childhood. Right? You're at school, okay? Who was your favourite teacher? What What no. was it great about them? Your favourite teacher? They gave you a bit of flexibility, right? You You would be able. Your creativity was promoted, yeah. Yeah. Right. Your least favourite teacher was the one that you would listen to, but they were strict. You were almost afraid of them. I just feel like that's very similar to what I see in Carlton. I feel like I see a group of players that are too scared to make mistakes. And by being too scared to make mistakes, they're making errors that they probably never would make. 100%. Harry was... Couldn't agree more. Harry won a Coleman two years ago. Like, he kicked 58 goals in the season two years ago. Charlie won the Coleman last year. We're now kicking six goals in a game of footy. We've got those boys copying criticism left, right and centre. Nobody would realise Charlie's leading the Coleman at the minute. How we're, we're an average team. We're just... There's no creativity. And, and Melbourne, as I said, they weren't dominant. They were just so much better than us in terms yeah. of...
1: So, another one, Jake Jacob Van Royen. Yeah, another...
2: Another, yeah, another, another, okay.
1: another young talent. Will he be a future star,
3: Adam? Um, I say yes and no. I say right. that... I say yes and no just because we haven't seen enough of him yet. He... He was. What was his stats on the weekend? He he had sixteen, kicked a goal. He's rocking up now and then, but it's still early days to tell. These young players, What what is he? Is he 20, 21? I think he's twenty. You know, he young talls. They take time to develop. That like he. Yeah. I personally think he needs four or five more years in the preseason to you know hit the gym.
2: He's getting to you know too outmarked at the moment, but see. Ads, I'll counter-off you there, mate. Mm. i actually disagree with you on that one. Dan, my answer to your question is yes. The reason why I say yes is this kid was asked to play as a standalone key forward on Friday night. Yeah. Against yeah. all-Australian full-back in Jacob Wiedering. I think he beat Wietering And
3: Really? There was a few yet- times where he didn't.
2: But that's a th- as you said, it's not, mm. do I think he's a star now? No, I don't. But I think, Dan, your question was, do we think he'll be a star? Yeah. And yes.
1: Yes. Because
2: yeah. he is beating these, on occasions, not all the time, but every now and then, he is beating these key defenders. Like Jacob Wiedering's 105 kilos. He's been in the system for 10 years. Van Royan's probably 90 kilos and been in the system for three years. Like, two I, years. I yeah. hope he does. I hope he does.
3: I hope he does become a star. But, yeah, it's a bit of an iffy one. Yeah, okay. It's a one to must-watch We'll, so,
2: we'll re- revisit it in five years, mate. Well, yeah, okay.
3: You, all you, right. You compare him to King as well. We spoke about a bit of Max King, Ben King. Their first couple of seasons, you know, weren't that great either. So, and now, you know, they're both hitting the scoreboard pretty often. So we'll have it. Yeah, it's a must watch on him. Hopefully that's a yes, but right now I'm a 50 50. So, all right. Okay. Yeah. Very rare you'll get all a with young that-
0: player that just smashes it straight out the door, isn't it? What's that,
3: yeah, mate? Tr- true. It's
0: very rare you'll get a, a young player that will just smash it straight out the door.
3: Yeah, not yeah. especially a young tall. Yeah. Usually yeah. you'll get your young midfielders. You know they they can rise straight away. Like you have your, your Ashcroft's and your, you know your Sheezles and that just look like naturals in the in their first season this year. But yeah, you're right. Young talls. Yeah, they'll take some time. Yeah. But I yeah, we'll. we'll We'll see. A player I actually
0: thought played really well was Fritch for Melbourne.
3: Yeah, yeah. I
2: thought. Yeah, that's yeah, Bailey Fritch's that game. Yeah,
3: he's Melbourne? he's been solid all year. To be fair, he. What
2: word did you use to describe De Bruyne? Me. Yeah. I don't know. What did I say? <laughs> quality. Quality. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Fritch. Fritch is Melbourne's De Bruyne. He's just quality. He every time Persistent. he gets it, something's good. Happen. Yeah. He doesn't get it heaps, yeah. but when he gets it, you can guarantee kick a goal.
3: Let's dissect his game on the weekend. So, he had two goals. You know, he, he had three, you know, points, but 18 disposals as a full forward. we mate. Like, that oh, that's him finding the footy. He, that's not bad at he all. He had an unreal mark in the fourth and nearly set up. Yeah, he did. Nearly he did. set did pick it up four. as well. Yeah. Really. Yep. I like Pickett as well. Yep. I don't know if he did a lot, but I just like Pickett. Yeah, with Pickett, you get things in patches, yeah. but... Yeah, he, he's another one that will be quality in the future. Again, trying to find his feet. Yeah, he he he's grown more from last year, so he's showing signs of improvement. But yeah, another one that will have to find his feet. But yeah, back to fridge mate. He's the he's a complete package, yeah. mate. He's hard to play on with his size, hard to match up on. Yeah, how tall and, is he? Um, he's dead eye in front. So is he tall or? Oh, I would say one hundred and eighty four to one hundred and eighty five. Oh, yeah. Have you got his height at all, Josh?
2: I don't, but I can. Um, but he's only a medium sized ball. Yeah. So he's probably 185 to yeah. 190. But Dan, I know we've got to move on to Geelong, but I want to speak about another team. Yep. Before we get on to Geelong, who are flying under the radar. Yep. They play at Metricon Stadium. They've just beaten Adelaide. So they've beaten 100%. the Doggies and now Adelaide in Darwin. 100%. The Gold Coast Suns. They're, they're a lock in for the eight for me. I just love the way they play. Mm. in the midfield, you've got Benny King up forward, you've got um, you know, you've got Jared Witts in the Ruck who, who's underrated as a Ruckman they're, they yeah. look good, really good
3: I use one word yeah, with Gold Coast and it's exciting it's yeah. always an exciting game with them seeing their young stars develop you know, from what they were a couple of years ago to now yeah, they're an exciting team and I agree Josh, they're um I've got them locked in the eight as well. Yeah, we'll see how they go if they make that eight.
1: Mm. Um, Western Western Bulldogs and Geelong going into that game, the do- the doggies were a dollar sixty two to Geelong, who were paying two dollars thirty. Now, four straight losses in a row for mm. Geelong prior to mm. this game. They still held the Western Bulldogs. Um, oh, sorry, they they held them to a twenty two point win. All whilst you've got. Dangerfield out, Guthrie out, Duncan out, Rataglia out, Stanley out, Max Holmes out, and they again they held the doggies goalless in the fourth quarter.
3: Mm, when the game was on the line too.
1: Yeah, it finished seventy five ninety seven in Geelong's favour. Like so, I mean, you look at the score; it's not a dominant display. But did the did the game play from Geelong was, was that dominant?
2: I think, Dan, you you spot on there, mate, and. What I think about when I think about Geelong's team last night and how bad the Bulldogs were as well, right, I always like to link things to um, a different sport. So I think if you take De Bruyne, Gundogan, Foden, Grealish, Rodri, Silva, if you take all those players outside of Man City's midfield and they still win, you'd be saying how impressive. Geelong were missing their key ruckman, two key Mm -hmm. ruckman, and their best midfield. And they still have beaten the Bulldogs, who are pretty much clean bill of health
3: you look at the stat sheet too which is, I'm quite shocked on and Bulldogs have the highest six players with disposals so you've got Daniel at 35 Bailey Dale at 31 Trelaw at 31 Liber at 30 McRae at 29 English at 27 for Geelong we have Stewart at 27 so you've got the dogs finding the footy racking up the numbers and I don't know what's going wrong with them is it there? For, I know their inside 50s for this game in particular were pretty average, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm shocked with the score. I actually thought I the do, dogs mate. were going to overrun them.
2: I know what's going on. Go look at the key disposal teams with the most disposals here Carlton one, Doggies two. Mm. Right? You, you can have as much of the ball as you want, but if you're not getting it down forward and kicking goals, like the Bulldogs were so inaccurate last night, lot yeah. yeah, 10, 15, um, 75. You, Possession and I, isn't uh, everything. you and I could go out and get 30 disposals each if we're just going to handball it and get soft touches, but its I can guarantee you now Stewart's 27 touches were worth 100 times more than all of those Bulldogs midfielders possessions put together.
3: And his goal as well, start the fourth quarter, start the run. So,
2: his 27 touches would have been contested wins, would have been hardball gets, would have been intercept yep. possessions, key set-ups where Jack McRae, he might get 30 a week, but He's possession to two meter handballs. No offense, yeah. he's a good player, but mm. the doggies are like Carlton; they overuse the ball. They're not efficient enough.
3: And just speaking of Stuart as well, it was a good captain's game. Obviously, yeah. a feeling captain for danger at the moment, but yeah, good all yeah. round captain's game. So well done to you, Tommy.
0: Yeah.
1: So heading heading into ne- uh, by next week for for the, the Cats six wins six losses now. Are they still a threat to that top eight?
3: They're, they're always going to be a threat with your, your team like along. You've got all-stars all around the ground. But I got them outside the eight still this year. Um, but like I said, they're always going to be a threat. They're always going to be poking on the window. I think they make it for me. They make it?
2: Yep. Mate, you're oh. saying best till last. Premierships aren't one in June. True. Very, very true there, Josh. They're building it. Yeah. They'll be there.
3: But, mm, but if you don't win games in you know, these months now, and make it hard for you to come back. They've still got yeah.
2: six, though. So they're still, what are they? Are they in the eight or just outside, there? Just outside. They're just outside, yeah. So they're just outside. They've been rubbish, right? Mm. They're going to start getting some key players back after Dubai. They're going to have, I think, seven of the last 12 games are at Cadinia Park, right? Yeah, they're, okay. they're
3: going to be knocking on the door. That, that's what them. I reckon.
2: I reckon they'll be knocking. I personally think they'll finish fifth or sixth.
3: And that's personally, third. if they do make finals, no matter where they are, they will be scary.
2: Yeah, they're, they're finals, a team.
3: So. Yeah, they've got the experience with Tomahawk Cameron now.
1: All right. Um. So moving on to the NRL Sharks and Broncos. Now going into that game, Sharks dollar sixty, Broncos two dollars thirty five. Now the odds do not reflect how dominant the Broncos were in that there. game.
3: Very dominant, yeah,
1: very, very dominant the the 100 meter run from Ez, Ezra Mom yeah to score yeah. that to score that try Brisbane defense far too strong for the sharks. they were clinical in the air. Reese Walsh, Josh, I know you love him, impressive as always, but like I say at the end Brisbane did fall asleep a little bit uh, to allow William Kennedy for that try. they can't afford those little mistakes, would you agree, Josh?
2: I think, yeah. When I when I look at the two teams last night, I see Broncos efficient, um, clean, clinical. I see the Sharks who are getting a lot of their game right. But they
1: are, but they just, just didn't. Like, they didn't have it, you know.
2: Just like Carlton getting a lot of the game right, but the key areas of converting, of clean passing, of the clinical nature that we see from the Broncos were missing from the Sharks. So falling down know,
3: at the right, yeah, so. falling down at the wrong time. Hundred percent. If I was Penella
2: local, I wouldn't be worried. But um, Brisbane are just ticking along nicely. They might, they might tip for the premiership this year, and yeah. like, they're just going and they're winning. So
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, I do agree. Um, I think their only real competition is the Panthers, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Um, Great.
1: Yeah. Like even, even though the Broncos had Reese Walsh, Pat Carrigan, Payne Haas, Tom Flegler out for Origin. So you would think they'd be a little bit tired after that game. Um, Cronella only had uh, Nico Hines out for the game, who he only played twelve minutes for yep. New South Wales. Yeah. But that again, that just did not reflect how dominant the Broncos were.
2: And I I think too, like you've got to give credit to the the Broncos halves, right? So I don't know if, if you know what a dummy pass is, but a dummy pass yeah. is effectively a no look no look, yeah. pass, right? Yeah, so yeah. the Broncos made had twenty dummy passes last night compared to the Sharks five.
1: Yeah. So usually mm. with
2: a dummy pass, if it comes off, you're gaining meters. So, Excellent. yeah. Broncos halves pairing, which are just well, as I said, the same as the Maroons team. They're they're daring. They they're gonna cop it on the chin if they make a mistake. But if it comes off, see you later. And, and that's yeah. that's the difference between the two teams. You have got one team that's very that very rigid in their game plan. Yeah. You got another team the Broncos who would just play Hail Mary passes and just hope. Yeah. off and They'd... get some through so I enjoyed it actually. I they did. It. They were they... just too
1: strong, you know. Just 5 second half tackles inside Cronella's 20 meter zone. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they are just they just they just too strong. Way like, too strong. Four, 14-6 at half time, they never they never looked like they were going to surrender that
3: lead. And like you said, yeah. the Sharks scored what in the last 3 minutes of the game when the game was over, so mm. Yeah. yeah, real, yeah, that's it. real strong performance from the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, beauty. Um, so, uh, moving on. Formula One.
1: Chris, did you watch the Monaco Grand Prix last weekend, Good, mate? Yep.
0: What would you think? Wow, well, it's just another Red Bull walkover, isn't it? Dominant,
1: dominant display. Yeah, it's just like it. well, aside, aside from Perez crashing in qualifying, yeah. you know. But that being said, Perez he finished sixteenth. He started last, but he was used as a guinea pig for that whole race. You know, like they, after the first lap, straight into the pits, onto the hards, hoped to go till the end, but they fitted mediums, inters, wets, back on the inters, all as Verstappen started on the the mediums, great getaway, just building that huge lead as he normally does every single week. And he was, when the rain arrived, he was still on those original tyres.
0: Slides. He didn't change to the inters until lap fifty. Sliding out all over the place, and he still won it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It just goes to show how quick it's that rebel is. Like, he... so quick. Yeah.
2: He's a flog. He's he's not it's a top person. I can't... <laughs> Oh, he is an absolute flog. <laughs> what, him and Conor McGregor could definitely have sat on that boat together and he would have fitted in nicely. Josh. I
1: mean, you love him or hate him, he's still a good driver. What, is he a good why driver? do you think he's
3: a flog? Is he a good
0: driver or is he in just in a fast car?
1: He is in a fast car, but he's always been good in that Red Bull. Like, yeah, the Red Bull's fast now, but a few years ago, like it, was, yeah, it was still a good car, but Mercedes were dominating at the time. Yeah,
0: but Verstappen, when the Red Bull wasn't good, wasn't ending up anywhere, anywhere good on the table. I think he first season he ended up like, I don't know, I don't think he got a podium.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean, it's just so quick, so so quick. Both the Red Bulls came and just blitzed the Aston Martin on the on the chicane. Um, yeah. I think it was like that, that like eight. Uh, both of them just flew yeah. past him like it was nothing.
1: Well, like you said, going on to Aston Martin, Alonso he had a great race. Oh yeah. Finished second, it's on the podium. Started on the hards, which is a massive gamble against Verstappen, but he ran well in the early parts of the race. Yeah. But where it went wrong for me, and again this might be a bit controversial, that he he pitted for the mediums mm. when the rain arrived. He did question his pit crew whether that was the right decision. Yeah. Um, and then one lap later, I think he went straight on the on the inters. Yeah.
2: Daniel, I can uh, I can confirm. I was listening to a, mm-hmm. a rival podcast this morning, right? And yep. they were saying that Red Bull had insider information about the millimeters of rainings expected. So apparently, locally it was reported that only be two to four mils. Mm-hmm. So all the teams were planning for mediums. How did they have insider um, information? Who were they? Who were they getting their well, information from? They were the only team that used intermediates before the before the um downpour started
1: so i just think that's intelligent
2: well that's what they said they won't reveal but they said they have their
1: sources (laughs) say those two teams aside ocon had a great drive didn't i'm telling you
0: ocon should be i reckon if hamilton leaves which i'm not sure if he will but any Mm, any of those top three teams so uh red bull uh mercedes or ferrari even Aston Martin now, I reckon if you get Ocon in one of those cars, he's going to start causing mayhem between the top drivers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's he is good. Ocon is good. I do rate him. Like with That little contact with Sainz during the race, coming out of the tunnel, um, it did, did just really didn't affect him. No, It's
2: all about Piastri, the Aussie boy.
0: Yeah.
1: Where
2: did he end up? Was it 9th? He ended up 10th. First time at Monaco. Rain. Only finishes two places behind his teammate, who's got five six years experience on him, in a, in a as a second driver as well. So in a car that's not as not as well maintained as as Norris's car is, right? Yeah. Not a huge amount about F one, but what I do know, and this is my question to Dan and Chris: mm. the Melbourne yep. and Australia need an Australian driver to win the Grand Prix. We had Webber, hopes on Webber, never did it. Then we had Ricardo, hopes on Ricardo, never did it. Is Piastri the man in a few, not next year, but in a few years, that could at least, on ability, have a podium finish at the, at the Australian Grand Prix? No. I can't
1: no. see it, mate. You'd be, be waiting it. a long time. I
0: so. I can't see it. you waiting a long time for an now, Aussie wins a championship.
2: No, no, not a championship. I'm saying podium finish at. at Australian Grand Prix, just a podium. Uh,
0: it can happen. Anyone can get a podium. It's all based on luck, really. Sometimes, uh, you know, if, sometimes. if a few DNFs happen and, and whatnot, then, yeah, it can happen, of course. But I don't think he's at the level yet. He seems... I, I never rated Lando Norris, but he seems a bit better than Lando Norris. Leave him alone.
2: <laughs> Leave him alone. You love him, don't you?
1: <laughs> I like that. I, I do like Lando, yeah. But I don't know whether it's just because he's a Brit.
2: Like, you know? I'm a George Russell fan, right? And, and more so ever since I've watched Drive to Survive, yeah. But my my question is, because I don't know the sport as well as well as you two, right? So these great drivers, so Verstappen, um, Hamilton, yes, they are a beneficiary of circumstance, but Red Bull have, have elected Verstappen to be their lead driver for a reason, right? And I know you're saying the car's great, blah, blah, mm. blah. But what were they like or why were they when did they become so good did they just come onto the circuit straight away and just dominate or Ooh. did they just Red Bull. any of any of these great drivers so hamilton in the era's gone. where did he start was he did he just come in and dominate straight away all, or did it take
0: years they all start off um it's like a go-karting championship basically
1: yeah they all race they together. all race when yeah. they're
0: kids like i mean hamilton was racing since he was like six years old maybe even younger and I think it was and his dad. His went, dad used went. to stand on the end of the or on the corner of the track. And whenever uh, a rival uh, lad would go past and he would break, he would say to Lewis, Right, you need to break after him. And Lewis I remember saying, He was like, I can't break any later than that because I'll just, you know, I'll go into the wall. He goes, They're breaking that late. You need to break later. And that's the mentality in Lewis. So, he came into F1 with, obviously, the teachings from his dad. Um, and, yeah, he was, he was quality from the get-go.
2: So, he, he did really well early on. Yeah. So, he... Okay. So, what about Verstappen? Did he dominate early? So, I know he's saying they drove together. Mm. So, I, I get that part because I know they have to do a lot of, of go-karting and things like that. But I guess not knowing the sport, so you've got your lesser teams and you've got your dominant teams. So when Verstappen comes into Formula One from Formula Three or whatever from that go karting, yeah, whatever it was, when he yeah. the actual Formula One. So I'm talking the, the the 18 drivers or whatever it is, the best of the best. Did Verstappen dominate straight away, or did he start in a lesser team and build his way up, or did well, you know his first race he's going to be a champion? He was.
1: You you could see it. He's a good driver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could see Max had something special
0: from the yeah. get-go. You could see that.
2: And you can't say that in Piastri yet. Is that is that no? No, Personally, no, not yet.
0: But then again, um, Verstappen's first season he was crap, so you never know. Let's just see what happens. Also, the McLaren is a rubbish car at the minute, so they just haven't got it.
1: I know they're the they're the highest the winners at Monaco. I think like fifteen race wins at Monaco,
0: and yeah, back in the day, but back in now now they're working with you know a rubbish car, so, so. well that's it. So just who's think...
3: who's your predictions to actually win it?
0: Charles Verstappen Whoa. to the championship. Oh, Max. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: I would like to see Perez get there though. Perez? I do like I do like that's Perez. Too far behind. Like, he's just he's in an equally Well, he's he's not that far behind. He's on hundred and five points. Max Verstappen's on one four four. That's Dan... not that
2: far. Why are you so confident that because Chris's question before about or a statement before about Mustapha maybe not being the best driver, maybe it's just the car, I think that's probably more relevant to Sergio Perez. Is he just got the 105 points because he's in the good car?
1: Oh, yeah. What do you reckon? Oh, no, I I don't know. I, a, bit, a bit of both. He's, he's in a good car, but he is a good driver. Yeah. He is a very good driver. Like When he raced for, was it BWT? A few yeah. years ago, he was still good. Then,
0: Ooh, let's put it into perspective, right? So, you've got you had Gasly in a Red Bull, didn't do anything, did he? Rubbish. Rubbish. You had Daniel Ricciardo in a Red Bull, did, oh, didn't average really do anything. You had um, obviously you had um, Vettel in a in the Red Bull, won the championship. Good, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can see the caliber of driver. So, and Verstappen is a a high caliber driver. Along with Vettel, Checo's up there. But for me, you've got you can definitely see the levels. So George, George Russell and, and Hamilton are there. Um, Verstappen and Checo are there. Leclerc's there, but two prone of mistakes. Is
1: it, who is more of a contender for Red Bull given the current results this season? Is it Mercedes or is it oh, Aston Martin?
0: No doubt about it. They made a they made some um, adjustments before the last race. Um, and they've got a two-tenths quicker.
1: You you say Aston Martin, right? I know I you was going to say that. Fernando Alonso is third in the championship with 93 yeah. points. You've got Lewis and George, fourth and fifth respectively, 69 and 50 mm. points. And then, but then you've got Lance Stroll down in eighth with 27. Yeah. So it's just Aston Martin that have got the one dominant driver. Yeah, Stroll has improved massively from last year. Well, what
0: are you talking about? You're talking about construction championship or are you talking about who's going to push him No, more? I'm just
1: I'm talking about I'm talking about well, a little bit of both. Well. Wow. But yeah, Aston Martin are second in the championship. Yeah, get
0: rid of Lance Stroll. End of the <laughs> end of the season. I know it's probably not going to happen because his dad owns the company, but get rid yeah. of Lance Stroll. But yeah, Alonso's going to be the one to push him. Well, it'll either be Yolanda so, or his yeah, own driver, Perez.
2: Yeah. When, about constructors, right, though. So Martin Brundle, I was listening to him recently, and, and he was saying that the reason why he believes Aston Martin will be the next next powerhouse is Mercedes have got the financial backing and the resources to develop a strong car now. Aston Martin are just in the phase of building up their finances. So they're producing a car that's second in the constructive championships. And they still haven't got this near the same amount of financial investment that Red Bull and and Mercedes do. So Brundle was saying that as soon as Aston Martin start to get significantly more financial backing, they can get significantly more engineers. Mm -hmm. Their cars are already somewhat competing. So based off what we see and the limited finances they've got, are they not going to be with future developments and more finances. They're eh? not the next team to take a step. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I agree. And I, I do think Ferrari need to pick up, pull their socks up, you know. For the last few years, they've just been serial underachievers, yeah. you know. Um, nope. The race, I, they didn't really have anything to show, to be honest. Leclerc, I think he finished in P8. Where, oh, he, he started in, in P6, didn't he? No, sorry. Have I got that round my neck? What are you saying? Yeah, no, he finished where he started, P six. Yeah. If you, and Carlos Sainz, yeah, finished P eight. I think that that collision, the collision with Ocon, cost him. Obviously, he
0: damaged his front wing. Yeah, because he didn't need start fourth on the grid. Yes, Sainz did. Yes, yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Verstappen, Alonso, Ocon, Sainz, and then it was hammer yeah. and Leclerc.
1: The the lack of downforce cost him.
2: Look to solve good. to solve all problems. I reckon. I reckon Red Bull just need to get rid of Verstappen and get Ricky Bobby in. <laughs> and away they go. They lose.
1: Ricky Bobby. Who is Ricky Bobby? A Ricky Bobby is that-
2: Formula. <laughs> who is that? Haven't you seen Talladega no. Nights?
1: Talladega Nights. What a film! Oh, no. it,
2: is, it is a ripper. Will Ferrell, who's, who plays um the French bloke. What is the French bloke's name in the in the movie? Because
1: <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> Have you if, said if, if no one's watched Talladega Nights, Talladega go night, and watch yeah, it. I'm
2: going
1: to watch it. It's a great movie. Is Will Farrell of F1 driver? <laughs> no, it's it's NASCAR. I think. Oh, anyway, I know this. No, yeah, we're, we're not we're not reviewing movies. No, no, no this is where so. Will farrell
0: like. <laughs> he's got like white hair and that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I feel it in my clubs. Yeah, oh, that one. Yeah. That one. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they made, when they it, the chicken, they're eating at the table. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> all
1: right, all right, lads. Let's let's wrap this up. And any other any other sports news? I mean, we had the, the Europa League final.
0: I'm not too bothered about that, to be honest. Seville won it again. That's oh, a good. I want to give Severe, I yeah. want to give a shout Severe, out to Melbourne I mean. Ice, mate. Melbourne, go on. We should go to a Melbourne <laughs> Ice game, boys. I'm not even lying. Great atmosphere, Omnil. unlike the AFL. Great atmosphere.
1: <laughs> All 10 fans that were there, there was a, mate, the much whole, better than 100,000 at the MCG. The whole of
0: the stand is packed out, and they play songs in between every play. So as soon as the play stops, they've got these bangers going off. Um, well, you have got a bar. It's obviously at the Olympic, um, whatever it is, the Olympic ice. O'Brien yeah, Icehouse. Yeah. So it's got mm. a bar overlooking it. It's, it's quality. We should definitely go. Uh, and it's real fast-paced. Well, yeah. Like really, and they're actually yeah. pretty good. There's this one guy. I'd be down to go. Huh? We
3: should go. I'd be down to go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's we go. Should definitely go. Organize it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Done. Um, um, shout
2: out to the ice. We'll uh we'll come down and, and do some form of 100%. podcast while we're
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we'll review the game. Yeah, for it. We, yeah. uh, Chris Eubanks and Liam Smith rematch is coming up July 1st in boxing. So we all need to watch that.
1: Yeah, that'll be that'll be yeah. a great. Great fight. Yeah, we mu- predictions? Who, who wins, who wins yeah, that predictions?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I reckon we touch on it on the next episode because, um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about there. I will right, we'll review that, that on think. the next
1: one. So, yeah, tune yeah. in if you want to know. Yeah, little- we'll
0: have a little segment on that.
1: All right. Um,
0: yeah,
1: touch on Rugby Union. Um, we've got the, the World Cup coming up. Um, Wales. Rhys Webb has become the third player, along with Alan Wynne-Jones and, and Justin Tipperich, to announce his retirement from the Wales squad. Right before the World Cup as well, and all three of them were in the preliminary squad. Mm. So that's 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 a big loss for Wales there.
0: Wow. Um, it looks like it's either between, for me, I, Wales were never going to get anywhere near there anyway, so. Nah, they've. Yeah, it, it's, nah, between, they've, it's between Ireland, um, obviously South Africa, but. Um, France. Obviously France, yeah, sorry, yeah. My yeah.
1: France France have France had been very, very strong but
0: they like Ireland, they always do well leading up to the World Cup and then they just flop So yeah. and you can never write off New Zealand really
1: no, you can't,
0: of nah. course you can't um, but uh, South Africa's second rower, Ebenezer, whatever his name is, he's injured so that's a massive bonus for any team that is playing against South Africa because yeah. he's an absolute yeah. beast
1: yeah yeah, it's, that's a very key player that's out for the Springboks. Oh,
0: 100%, yeah. Massive loss. But they also have um, De Fleck. So, yeah, they've got some great yeah, players. He's another good yeah. player, yeah.
1: another, going on to clubland uh, rugby union, London Irish are in a little bit of trouble.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, 30 mil in debt, they are. And the RFU have, have, have stipulated that takeover needs to be completed by Tuesday, June 6th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I just
0: I despise yeah, yeah. the RFU to be honest. I think they're ruining <laughs> rugby. Yeah. Me and my me and my nan and my granddad talk about this every week. They're just ruining rugby with the salary caps, with the way they're running the the, the league, it's, it's crap. Well, and the and the rule well, the rule that they have where, you know, you can't play if you play in France or whatever, you can't play for England. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna yeah. promote England players to stay, but at the same time how does
3: it get better how does it get better Chris
0: oh, you say they're ruining it you need to put more money into it you've got too many teams going yeah. under at the minute and I don't well
1: let's let's touch on this more next yeah. week because yeah. This, this 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 deserves a bigger platform, oh massive
0: so. yeah the,
1: the, yeah we'll touch on that more rugby, next week the yeah.
0: union in England is like it's it's falling big time so yeah yeah, yeah there's a lot more to to talk about on that okay Josh,
2: did you have a little bit on tennis? What I might do then, I might actually wait till Roland Garros wraps up because I do love the French Open. So I might do a bit of a review next week um, on the French Open and and their winners and losers. And also Australia play India this week in the Test Championship. So winner of that Test match will... So it's best of one five-day Test match. Winner of that Test match will be crowned the number one Test team in the world. So it's like cricket's World Cup.
3: When's that starting, cool.
2: Josh? Starts on Wednesday. Beautiful. Um, really excited to see how we stack up. So next week, we might even have a chat about that and talk yep. about how we're going to absolutely hammer the poms in five million in the ashes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. That's a we'll given. Talk about that.
2: <laughs> Looking forward to it, boys.
3: Yeah, mate. And the last, oh, thing, lads.
1: The last thing I will say, uh, <laughs> the last thing I will say is I'm a massive advocate for darts. I love the darts. And if you've never watched it, Watch it. It's, again, a a darts game, the atmosphere at a darts game, much better than 100,000. We should go to darts You're talking (laughs) smack, (laughs) man. No, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, now the World Cup, actually
3: a good atmosphere.
1: The darts World Cup is coming up. Um, Australia actually the the current champion. Of darts? I think. think, One hundred and
3: eighty.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Simon Whitlock returns. He's going to put the, you know, the the famous green and gold back on. Uh, Yeah, the wizard. Um, but England, Rob Cross is going to make his his return with world number one Michael Smith. You know to represent the mighty four-time winners, England. Gary Anderson will also make a return for Scotland with Peter Wright. What that about from that, June fifteenth right. to June eighteenth. So that that's that's a good tournament. That's a good what about tournament that to get
2: one? On. Looks like Lord Voldemort.
1: <laughs> oh, Michael van Gerwen.
2: Yeah, is he playing?
1: MvJ, of course he is. Yeah, he's representing. Um, I like none
0: of these like names Baltimore. mean anything to Ireland. me. I've not. <laughs> never watched the darts game in my life oh, but i could like actually film. get into it, it
3: like into a good there
0: film. was a
2: huge brawl last time it was on in melbourne chrissy wow. it was about it was an all-in brawl one a whole row of tables just flipped up <laughs> <laughs> me and my mate were sitting there and all of a sudden this ta- these tables just flip yeah. up and then there's i reckon 30 or 40 blokes just jumping on top of each other belting into each yeah, other at the darts and mate, we're getting out yeah mate the darts is the best but nothing was done. They weren't doing. Anything. So it was on one side of the table. There was um, blokes that were dressed up as if it was like a hen's night, so they had dresses oh, yeah, on and yeah. makeup and. Oh, yeah. You'll go Was like um just regular people, and then all of a sudden, me and my mate sit there and one just looks at the other one and goes, "You ready?" He goes, "Yeah," and then they just flip <laughs> <this> off. <whole thing. laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were talking as they were mates like five minutes so good. Uh, <laughs> that
3: was,
2: that's so, nah,
1: love the Darts oh well, there we
3: money. go we gotta to go to the hockey and we gotta to go to the yeah, Darts that's, that's it. it let's make yeah, it happen
1: that's it. if there's uh, if there's no other news boys I think that's it, it.
3: Yeah, I think that's it for this that's week up. that's it let's round it up alright so everyone
1: wrap it up <laughs> cheers everybody yeah, thanks guys yeah thanks for listening guys
0: see you next week
3: thank
1: you see you next week